It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Age of Radio. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man joining me, as always, though, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Doing good, man. I'm ready for this. Are you ready for this? I'm always ready for some WWE talk. That's what's up. Let's get into it, brother. That's right. Starting with Monday Night Raw from this past Monday. All right. <laughs> Bobby Lashley would destroy former Hurt Business members after meeting with WWE champion Brock Lesnar face-to-face. An extremely tense face-to-face encounter between Royal Rumble opponents kicked off the night as WWE champion Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley exchanged some heated words about their impending dream matchup. After Lesnar dropped everything on the almighty from a knock-knock joke to calling him a wannabe, former Hurt Business members Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin hit the scene to launch an attack on Lashley which resulted in the Almighty picking apart both men and driving them both fiercely into the ring post. Yeah, man, uh, this is <clears throat> this is quite crazy between Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. Um, they they exchanged some pretty nasty nasty words, and uh, I think that uh, Brock better watch out because you know Bobby's got a chip on his shoulder, and I don't think he, he he's gonna go down easy. This is the match that Bobby Lashley returned to the WWE for. So if they better make it good, dude. If they don't make this match good, I'm going to be so frustrated. Because what my biggest frustration is, now you've got 
Brock Lesnar as the good guy. Alright. And now you're going to push him. And you're going to keep it going probably all the way till WrestleMania. And I just... To me, I can't stand it because... He shows up, but he doesn't wrestle. He yeah. doesn't... You know what I mean? Unless it's a pay-per-view, he's just kind of like... <laughs> all right. And, w- and wait, wait. Wait till after the Rumble, guys. He'll disappear. All right. Which, um, the theory I like going around, which would make a little bit of sense, um, is he drops the title to Lashley, enters the Royal Rumble, wins it, and to face Roman again at WrestleMania. To bring that story to its eventual proper finish, because it wasn't really finished. Yeah. Which would be good, but I, I just... I still don't like Brock Lesnar as no, the good guy. I don't like him, period. Uh, yeah, Definitely don't like him as a good guy. Uh, it's stupid. Um, it's different. Whatever the result is of this match, though, it better be worth the flipping weight, I swear. Yeah. it. You've hyped it for so long that it needs to be done it, right. It's been something that I've been wanting to see since, what, like 2012? Something, something like that. that. Yeah, something crazy like that. So It's absolutely insane. All right, next up we had Alpha Academy t- uh, taking on the Raw Tag Team Champions RK Bro for those tag team titles. The highly anticipated rematch between Alpha Alpha Academy's Otis and Chad Gable and the RK Bros Randy Orton and Riddle ended with the new tag team champions being crowned. The shocking title change came when Gabriel countered an RKO by pushing the Viper directly into a mouse a massive power slam by Otis, closing the book on RK Bros reign and ushering in a new era for the Alpha Academy. I like this because it sets it up, bro. The rumble is here. We need Randy Orton back. It's also in St. Louis, which kind of makes me wonder... If Randy Orton's going to win the rumble. Right. That's the only thing I think might not actually... But it just depends. I guess it will really depend on what happens with the WWE title and what they end up doing with that. Yeah. If, if Lesnar loses, I think he's going to end up winning... The Rumble, to, that way he can go back over to face. It'll be him. It, let me, let's get this straight. Mm-hmm. We know how this usually works. The last two men in the ring in the Rumble usually go after either or title. So what's probably going to happen here is you're going to have Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. and Randy Orton at the end of that match. True. And then Brock Lesnar's probably going to toss Orton over because right. he's the bigger dude, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see... Bobby Lashley versus Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. And we'll see Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar again. Again, only if if Lesnar drops the title to Lashley yeah. before the men's Which run. I would really love to see, but, you know, I'd, I'm so worried because now they've got him pushed as the good guy. And I don't give a shit. What you say, you cannot make me forget all the douchebag things that Brock Lesnar has done. Right. He's just pandering and playing the crowd just as much as he he does when he's the bad guy. He don't care about us as fans. He don't care about wrestling. He cares about money. Absolutely. That's it. Yep. And that was the way it will be. All right, next up, we had Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, and Apollo Crews taking on United States Champion Damian Priest 
and the Street Profits. A blockbuster six-man tag match saw United States champion Damian Priest join forces with An- join forces with Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford to take on the Dirty Dogs and Apollo Crews. The action was thrilling and came to a conclusion when Dolph Ziggler nailed Dawkins with a signature zigzag to pick up the all-important victory for himself, Rude, and Cruz. It's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Like, I hate the Dirty Dogs. I don't really care for them. And the fact that they won this match, I'm like, this is crap. Right. So, it is what it is. Absolutely. All right, next up, we had Seth freaking Rollins taking on Big E. Following a declaration that he will indeed challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble, Seth freaking Rollins found himself in a one-on-one showdown against the up, an upcoming Royal Rumble match competitor, former WWE champion Big E. The visionary made a huge statement in this hard-hitting battle when he finally connected with his patented stomp to overcome Big E for the victory. Well, I mean, was there any doubt in it? He's going to say, I beat the former WWE champion. Mm-hmm. I deserve this title shot against Roman. Right. Um, I still don't care what they did for uh, to Big E at WWE I don't Day think one. he really cares to. I've seen some articles where he just wasn't too happy with his run. So, mm. And I don't like the way they do the New Day. I don't either. I'm just going to put it out there. I don't like the way they do it. And especially when they talk shit about the New Day and the Usos wrestling all the time. Get over it. Every time they do a match, they outdo the next one. Right. And I know that Kofi Kingston was talking about this on his podcast. And it's like, it's bullcrap what the fans are all clamoring for something new, okay? Mm-hmm. But every time you get something new, that means someone's going to get released. And I mean, think about all the, the releases we've had lately. Y'all are bitching about that, but you want something new. The only way something new to happen, people got to get released. Yeah. We got to stop releasing new people. I think people are just worried... But the way I look at it now, this is a very exciting time to be a wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. Because you never know where you're going to see somebody. True. So. And as we've already learned, that WWE is kind of opening the forbidden door on their side. Yeah, with the Rumble. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. Yes. Alright, next up we had an exclusive interview between Nikki A.S.H. and her former tag team champion partner, Rhea Ripley. Former women's tag team champions Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. were not on the same page as to start their exclusive interview. The almost superhero started it off by challenging Carmella and Queen Zelina to another title rematch, but that is not what Ripley had in mind. The Nightmare went on to explain that the two should go their separate ways as a tag team and remain friends, and A.S.H. initially seemed to agree with an emotional exchange. The tide quickly turned, however, when A.S.H. attacked her former partner, viciously targeting Ripley's throat and exclamating that almost superheroes don't need friends. Can we please get rid of the almost superhero? I don't care for it. Mm. Um, I think if you were going to have Rhea Ripley with Nikki Cross, yeah, that would have been cool. Right. I don't like this. And I never liked it from the get-go. I don't like Nikki A.S.H.'s, you know, gimmick. To me, it's like you're putting somebody who is very talented and 
could have played the the darker version of what Bray Wyatt needed better than than giving it to Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. She could have played that a lot better. But that's that's just my opinion. Absolutely. So I mean, it, it is what it is with this. This this is gonna boil over, and they're gonna end up. They're going to have been a match, or or one of them's got to toss each other over at the at the rumble. That's that's it. All right. It's going to be interesting to see what happens moving forward. All right. So, almost took on a local competitor. Oh Lord. Here Basically, he just took on a job. Let, let, let's let's call just it call it what it is. He he killed somebody. <laughs> Just prior to this match, though, and on the run, Reggie had an unfortunate encounter with Almost backstage. The Colossus warned that the, the warned the former twenty four seven champion to watch his match closely, because uh, because the same would be in store for Reggie next week. Almost made his way to the ring and absolutely crushed his opponent, cementing a victory over one of Philadelphia's own with a devastating two handed choke slam. I understand. That you're pushing almost to be the 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 big guy in the WWE nowadays, mm-hmm. um, but I don't buy it. His athleticism is not there. All right. He definitely doesn't really have much of a character. You know what the difference was between him and say, Big Show, hmm. or Paul White now, or let's see, let's go here, let's go with. Andre the Giant. You know what the difference was? What? These men had character. True. They had something that was more than just, I'm a big dude. They had that character that you just, you, you, every time you see the man step in the room, you're like, whoa. True. You know what I mean? This guy's just a big dude. He's a big dude. Sure, it's, it's entertaining to watch a big guy throw a little guy around. Yeah. But when you don't have much for athleticism, I don't care for it. Alright. Yeah, they don't call him the world's largest athlete. Yeah. So at least that's what the big show was able to proclaim he was an athlete. Yeah, no more BS, Paul White. What's up? Right. Alright, next up we had AJ Styles taking on Austin Theory. Austin Theory once again was aiming to impress Mr. McMahon and AJ Styles was looking to build momentum into his match against Grayson Waller on tomorrow night's NXT 2.0. The stakes were high in this back and forth in this back and forth affair. Just when Styles and Theory had uh, had Theory in position to connect with his phenomenal forearm, the aforementioned Waller hit the ring and attacked the phenomenal one, leading Theory to snap a quick selfie before Styles fought off his NXT rival. Yeah, this is this match was just it could have been a good match, but I didn't care for it because of the interference and whoever this grease and whatever his face is. I'm sorry I don't watch NXT 2.0 because it's nothing now. Yeah. Um, it's not at all what it was supposed to be. Uh, their roster has been demolished, yep. uh, rebooted. And I don't care for it. Absolutely. It's basically just a shell of its former glory. Former black and gold. I mean, I, I, I read an article about, mm-hmm. you know, Triple H and what happens if him and Stephanie, you know, didn't get together. They probably would have never been in NXT in the first place. 
or half the main superstars that are in WWE now probably wouldn't have gotten where they are. Right. Because Triple H is a big part of that backstage area. And now that he's been having his problems with his heart and things like that, he's he's been kind of MIA, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. But uh, whatever Vince is doing with NXT 2.0, you're blowing it, man. Blowing it. Especially since they also dropped William Regal, too. Yeah. And Samoa Joe. And, right. And uh, I think that Johnny Gargano is uh, leaving soon. Yeah. I think his contract is either has expired or about to. One of the yeah. two. And he's about out the door. All right. Next up, we had a triple threat match to determine the new contender, number one contender for a Raw Women's Championship at the Royal Rumble to take on Becky Lynch. Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch made sure to get a front row seat at the announce table for this thriller main event as Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, and Dewdrop battled it out to determine, to determine her next challenger. The match would culminate when Big Time Beck swooped in to action and break up Belair's pin attempt on Morgan, allowing Dewdrop to pick up the shocking victory by connecting with a huge bonsai drop. Following the bout, the Raw Women's Champion and her new challenger came face to face. Lynch would slap Dewdrop across the face. Big Time Bex got a, then got a little greedy and attempted a manhandle slam, but Dewdrop countered and tossed the champion out of the ring, making a big time statement of her own heading toward the Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's gonna be gonna be quite interesting to see these two Celts going against each other, bro. Um, mm-hmm. To be honest, uh, I think that she she was trying to get Bianca Belair where she wasn't gonna win the match, try and get it where you know maybe. Liv could do it or whatever, mm-hmm. but I don't think she expected Dewdrop. Absolutely, and uh, so. now she's got a bigger problem on her hands. So <laughs> it's definitely going to be an interesting match to watch. But don't count big time backs out. She's the goat, dude, and I I believe every bit of it. I love, I just love this badder version of her. It makes her hotter. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Sometimes dude. her hairstyle gets a little crazy. It's but... weird. Yeah, she does some weird stuff with her hair, but I mean, she talks shit and she backs it up. So absolutely, I love it. It's fun, definitely. All right, so we're gonna switch gears and switch over to SmackDown. Are you ready, Sasha? Let's do it, brother. So we had a fatal four-way match to for a number one contendership for this SmackDown tag team titles to open SmackDown. After retaining their SmackDown tag team titles against the New Day in a street fight last week, the Usos kicked off the latest episode of the Blue Brand to talk about their greatness of uh, talk about the greatness of the Bloodline. Sorry, Jimmy and Jay then introduced the four teams who were about to compete in a fatal four-way tag team match to determine the next challengers. The tandems included the Viking Raiders, Cesaro and Mansoor, Los Lotharios, and Jinder Mahal and Shanky. Before leaving the ring, though, the nefarious title holders opted to add a surprise pair of super kicks into the mix that lit the fuse. Eric and Ivar reigned supreme, though, with the Viking experience. While they stared daggers at the Usos and screamed, the raid is coming, the Usos made a statement that it, was, that it will be one and done for their new challengers. Uh, I don't know about that, brother. Uh, the Viking... Is it the Viking Express now? I guess that's what they're calling uh, them. Yeah, man. The... They're the Viking Raiders, but the the Viking Raiders. The Viking yeah. Express was their um, combo. Their finisher. Combo or, finisher, yeah. Well, they're going to kick some ass, dude. And I would not count these guys out for nothing. 
Um, they're 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 former tag team champions. They're mm-hmm. very well seasoned now, and uh, they're big dudes. Oh yeah. So, you know, Jimmy and Jay, they've got their hands full with these guys. Yeah. Uh, we're, let's not forget that the Viking Raiders were almost the first team to actually knock off AJ and Almost. Yeah. From their title reign, as they were the ones able to handle Almost the most um, directly. Uh, RK Bro, as we know, they isolated almost away from Styles by with their antics was what kept them, well, which gained them the championship over. But they were the Viking Raiders were the first teams to actually take almost and, straight on. And what what what's different with Jimmy and Jay is they're smaller dudes. They're gonna have to use their speed. And, and now that they don't have Paul Heyman in their back pocket, right? They're the only one that can. Stand up and stick up for them as Roman Reigns and Roman. Roman's got this thing about him where he just don't. He's like, you go out there and be a man, do it yourself type thing. So absolutely, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with that one. It definitely is. So next up, uh, we had uh, Sami Zayn doing his insane stunt show. <laughs> After being embarrassed by Johnny Knoxville last week, Sami Zayn planned out to plan to out jackass his nemesis by attempting to jump the ring in a shopping cart and land on a red X on the black mat on the other side. At the last second, though, a nervous Zayn had a second had second thoughts and opted to back out of the stunt. <laughs> Not surprising. Before all was said and done, however, a distraction by emerging emerging Rick Boogs allowed Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura to spice things up with a surprise Kinshasa. This paved the way for Boogs to press Zayn into a high, uh, high into the air and launch him out of the ring and onto the X. After all, <laughs> oh. uh, entertaining, dude, entertaining. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Johnny Knoxville is going to be a part of the Royal Rumble. Right? Pretty nuts, man. Absolutely. And uh, thank you. Uh, let the conspiracy theories continue with Sami Zayn. Because mm-hmm. that's that's all it's ever going to be. So. Absolutely. All right. Alea um, took on Natalia. So after Alea inadvertently insulted Natalia backstage, the multi-time Guinness World Record holder was determined to teach her a lesson when she vowed to beat the WWE Hall of Famer Trish Stratus' long-standing record for the fastest match in history, standing at 3.8 seconds. Prior to the match, Natalia unleashed a vicious attack on the up-and-comer, Nonetheless, Alea heroically insisted on competing anyway. When the bell rang, she suddenly sprang into action and pinned the Queen of Hearts to shockingly break Trish Stratus's record herself in her SmackDown singles debut. What a way to do it, man, especially against somebody of that caliber. Um, she's got a bright future ahead of her. Right. It's definitely going to be interesting um, to see how that goes moving forward. Definitely. Especially now that she's kind of pissed off. <laughs> the Queen yeah. of Hearts. You don't want to mess with the Queen of Hearts, man. She might, uh, she might be off with your head if you, uh, all right, mess with her too much. There's a sharpshooter in Alea's future. I can see it now. Oh yes. All right, Leah returned to SmackDown, or Lita. Sorry, not Leah. I don't know why I said Leah. <laughs> Anyways, last week it was announced that WWE Hall of Famer Lita would be among on. Among the honored participants competing in the Women's Royal Rumble for the opportunity to headline WrestleMania. In the wake of the news, the groundbreaking four time women's champion returned to the Blue Brand for the first time in nearly 20 years to make it clear she is ready for another run now that the women have a Rumble. 
She was interrupted, though, by SmackDown Women's Champion and fellow Royal Rumble competitor Charlotte Flair. During an intense war of words, Lita responded to Flair's insults by slapping the outspoken title holder before hitting her with a twist of fate. Yeah, you don't want to mess with Lita, dude. Lita's been wrestling, wrestling dudes before the women's division were even freaking was even thought of so uh, she's one of the trailblazers of this business and uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens at the Rumble and maybe what happens between her and Charlotte Flair yeah definitely going to be interesting Charlotte Flair said they're going to potentially pull a Brock Lesnar I'm going to be in the Rumble to prove a point that none of you are worthy for my title yeah yeah (laughs) I mean, she's not she's not completely wrong, but no. But I'm just saying it's it's kind of yeah, it's kind of asinine. Anyways, next up we had Sheamus taking on Ricochet. After Ridge Holland suffered a brutal injury at WWE Day One, Sheamus vowed to get back uh, payback for his protege by making Ricochet suffer. The Celtic Warrior punished Ricochet with a brutal attack. The resilient Ricochet though fought back with everything he had. When Sheamus hit his opponent with an earth-shattering bro crit, though, the action was quickly stopped in its tracks. Yeah, man. You don't want to mess with an angry Irishman and uh, Sheamus. He is one of them guys. Absolutely. It's going to be interesting, to say the least. All right, next up, we had Madcap Mad Moss taking on Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston came to the ring ready, uh, came to the ring to read a royal proclamation by King Woods. Although Woods was out with an injury, he declared that there would be no Royal Rumble without the presence of royalty, That and that, therefore, the hand of the king, Sir Kofi, would enter the Royal Rumble match. Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss emerged to share their unique brand of humor, a performance that served as a prelude to the showdown between Kingston and Moss. In the following match, Moss countered, with a, countered the SOS and hit Kofi with a punchline for a win. Can we just call these guys the Beavis and Butthead of SmackDown? Sure. Because honestly, that's what they remind me of. They're just dumb, dude. They get on my nerves. Um, not to say anything about Beavis and Butthead. I actually like that show. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, they're just goofy and ugh. weird. Yeah. Yeah. So Roman Reigns would come face to face with Seth Rollins en route to the Royal Rumble. Roman and Seth came face to face ahead of their Universal Championship match at the Rumble and engaged in a highly personal back and forth. When the Usos attempted to attack Rollins from behind, however, the visionary ducked and dodged his way in and out of the ring and avoided the onslaught. As Rollins and Reigns stared at each other, the only thing that was clear was just how incredible their Universal title showdown at the Royal Rumble will be. Yeah, man, it's gonna be nuts, dude. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the the uh, story between Seth Rollins and and Roman Reigns goes all the way back to 2012 when they. They debuted as a shield in uh, at Survivor Series, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, from day one, you could tell those two were going to be the guys going forward. Right. Um, there's just sometimes you get this feeling when you see certain people come up in this business, and I remember even hearing about them from all the way back when they were in F or was it FCW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever since since I heard about that, and uh, hearing about Roman Reigns and the fact that he's the cousin of The Rock and all that stuff, and I was just like, 
this guy's going to be big. But then you see the way Seth Rollins can move in that ring. And, yeah, this, this culminates. This is brother versus brother, shield versus shield. And it's it's not going to end pretty no matter which way it goes. But I honestly think that Roman Roman gets this match at Rumble. Yeah. At the Rumble. I have a hard time saying that they're going to have Seth Rollins come yeah. over to SmackDown and take the title off of Roman. It's, that doesn't really make much sense, honestly. No. Um, I, I know a lot of people are probably tired of the head of the head of the table. I'm not. I know. No. I'm just saying some. Some I'm not, are. But, not saying yeah. everybody is. <laughs> I'm saying some. But at this time, it's not going to really have a proper conclusion. It, it, especially if Rollins comes over, it doesn't make much sense to have this happen that way. So it's going to be. It's more than likely going to continue, and then hopefully maybe we'll get some sort of conclusion that's supposed to happen, I'm sure, between Lesnar and Roman. I'm just hoping whatever they do with Roman and Brock is they turn Brock back heel, like, real quick. Because this baby face shit is just dumb. Yeah, it's really, it really is. And uh, I honestly think that Roman should have always been pushed as the good guy. Mm -hmm. And not saying anything... But he is a great heel, don't get me wrong. But everything that man has been through as far as leukemia, all of that, and then coming back, and then, you know, and and getting his title back and holding it for a record amount of days, you know. I mean, he's coming up on the record right now, isn't he? I think so. So, yeah, man. Uh I just think that he should have always been pushed as the next John Cena. That's why when him and John Cena had their war of words and uh, he he finally defeated John Cena, I was like, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely going to be um, interesting to see how it goes moving forward. Uh, yeah, he really shouldn't be the heel, but he does do it He does job. do it well. So. Um, and, of course, he's... There are a little bit of lulls between his ch- challenges for the title, but we're not talking about only showing up for the four major pay-per-views either. Yeah. Like somebody else did with the Universal title. Lesnar. If you don't know, you know now. Um, <laughs> at least he's there almost every SmackDown. He's almost always there. Yeah. He sh- will wrestle occasionally on SmackDown. Sometimes he doesn't. It but you're not. But see, what doesn't bother me about it is when the champion shows up every week. Every now and then, you have a buy to be like, "I'm not wrestling this week," or "We're just gonna do this little scene thing," and then you'll wrestle next week or two weeks down the road, whatever. Right. I mean, that doesn't bother me. That that's what a champion sh- right. champion does. But the shit that Brock Lesnar pulls by becoming a champion and then. Only showing up every now and then, Correct. it gets on my nerves. He'll basically only show up for the two regular shows before the pay-per-view that he's showing up for, the pay-per-view he's showing up for. The pay-per-view, maybe he'll show up the episode after that. Yeah, because and then he's, he's gone. still there. Yeah, because so. he's still champion. And then he's gone until the next major pay-per-view. And it's just dumb. Well, at least Roman is there almost every week. No, he doesn't wrestle almost every week, but he's there at least. His presence is there. Sometimes he's he'll go with SmackDown without even being on the show, but that's expected. You don't have to be on every freaking single episode. Not everybody is so gung ho about their airtime 
uh, not to say it was a bad thing for Cena to do that, but not everybody can be like Cena and want to be there every single time, every time the television cameras are on. Yeah. And also, we do hear that he does show up all to these house shows. I've never heard of Lesnar showing up to a house show. Yeah. So, there you go. At least Roman also shows up to house shows. So, you can this all get crap, over dude. Um, I don't get it. I've never really gotten the, uh, the I like Brock Lesnar shit because mm-hmm. I've never really cared for him. Never, ever have I really liked him. Right. Um, I respect Brock Lesnar. I respect him for everything he went through with his cancer, things like that, being a UFC champion and going out there and proving that, you know, even wrestlers can go out there and beat somebody's ass. I respect that. But as far as this, you know, I don't need the WWE, the WWE needs me bullshit. No. We don't need you. Um, and you, you've proven as far as being a champion that you will only show up when it's, when the money is right, is the way I'm going to put it, because you don't really care about fans, you only care about whatever, whatever makes you look good, I guess. Alright, so, that's basically how I feel about it too. It's better to at least show up as much as you can than rather than never hardly ever show up at all. I understand prize fighters, but you know what? They're meant for boxing. Yeah. This isn't They're meant prize for fighting. UFC. This isn't prize fighting. Yeah. It's wrestling. Scripted wrestling. Yep. You show up. You show up every night. You put in the blood, sweat, and tears. And you know what? You work your way to the top. And that's how you become champion. You don't just come in there being a big dude, toss people around, and just, oh, I demand this. I demand this. Sure, when he came in, he came in from Ohio Valley Wrestling, along with with John Cena, but Dave Bautista, you know. Mm -hmm. He he comes from a very well-stocked lineage of names that came up. Randy Orton. Randy Orton. And it's just, to me, I just, I still don't respect him because yeah. you know what, you know what the difference was with him and John Cena. The difference was with him and even I will even throw Randy Orton in the mix of this because you know what, Randy Orton, he learned from the best of the best. Mm-hmm. He was put in the evolution, mm-hmm. and he worked his ass off to get where he was, just like Dave Bautista did. Well, and what also bothers me, too, about it, too, is your his heart's not even fully in it. No. He's it ne- only it about never, the money. It never has been. Like, the time he, he was in the WWE and decided to leave to go play NFL football, and he got his ass handed to him. Right. So, so your heart's not, his heart's not even in it fully. Yeah. He's not even doing, he's not doing this for the right reasons. He's doing it only because he wants the money. It's not about being there for fans. It's not trying to build your legacy or cement your legacy as being one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And I don't even get what the dude needs money for anymore. He's he's pretty well off as far as like I hear he has his own ranch. He's kind of yeah. off on his own doing his own thing. He does hunting. I mean, heck, I would love to see like a Brock Lesnar hunting show just like Shawn Michaels did. Right. Uh, that to me would be 
quite Stone interesting. Cold. Him and Stone Cold get together. You guys go go freaking, you know, go outdoors and go do some, you know, hunting. I want right. to watch that shit. Absolutely. All right, so that will do it for us for <laughs> WWE talk. Before we continue on and make this even longer than it needs to be, yeah, um, we'll be back, of course, with uh, basketball talk. We got a little bit of baseball talk, as we mentioned with AEW. A um, little bit of baseball nugget there to go over to talk about, but basketball's a lot's been happening, lots of crazy things. Oh yeah, man. Um, football Curry, talk coming soon, and brother. of course, football talk uh, with, with uh, Super Wild Card Weekend commencing been unbelievable so far can't wait to see how this weekend finishes it's oh yes so we all have that and much more for you and as always keep, keep on, on talking sports hey everyone this is big man this is cooper we hope you enjoyed our latest episode but be sure to check us out on our social medias on facebook at cooper big man our facebook page sports talk with cooper and big man on twitter at cooper underscore big man st on Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W I T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.